0: My goal is to educate and inspire, and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 201 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Sometimes we forget how changing our relationship with alcohol can be straight up emotional. Virgie from Binge Bar is here to share her story and how creating a warm welcoming non-alcoholic space is something she has always dreamed about. This is such a fantastic episode. Let's get into it. Virgie how are
1: you? I am good. I'm good Jessica. How are you? Thank you for having
0: me. I'm great and I am so excited to talk to you. I saw actually, um, I think you were on the local news in your area. Um, and yeah. I saw that you just opened a non-alcoholic bar called Binge Bar, which I'm <laughs> totally stoked to talk about and get into that. <laughs> but Virgie, if you Do could tell, if you could mm-hmm. tell us what your personal story is like, what is your background and your relationship with alcohol?
1: I, uh, well, I, I want to say that I had my first taste of a, of alcohol at a very, very young age. And by a young age, I literally have a, uh, m- like, you know, a memory bank of me taking a sip of like a coconut fermented wine of a sort when I was like, but a three or four years old um, where I was, born in the Philippines. Yeah. So that was like my first recollected memory of it. Um, and then I just grew up with um, family back home that suffered from both uh, drug consumption and alcoholism and was exposed to it at a very young uh, age. I was maybe around, I think 14, 15, 15, and witnessed yeah. a lot of like dysfunction in the family and a lot of you know, a, a lot of, it, it can get pretty damaging. It's a lot of, uh, that, that trauma that I'm still kind of like processing from that, but, you know, sure. thank God for sobriety. I'm able to like really turn things around and, um, make things like, you know, like correct, make a corrective action,
0: uh, yeah.
1: now and help those in need as far as, um, as far as like, uh, drug addiction, I mean, drug problems and like alcohol, like problems are concerned. So, yeah. My personal relationship with it came from obviously familial background. Uh, and I think when I moved to the U.S. in 2002, I felt like I was not deprived of the experience but I no longer have the sort of like restriction that most uh, Filipino parents or relatives instill and in they're like young. So okay. I was exposed to I was exposed to that, too, in high school. And um, the the last straw for me really was getting the DUI back in 2015. Um, wow. And I was, yeah, I was driving my sister's car uh, at that time. And that was like, obviously very hurtful in that regard. But I was required to attend AA meetings uh, mm-hmm. to clear my DUI. And that's how I was introduced to the room. And okay. while I was in the rooms. I noticed that th- there's you know there's different ages, different colors this, this addiction, this issue does not choose color. it's a it's a global issue. Um, and I mentioned that in the in the news interview that I had and I just noticed that a lot of people, not that they didn't want to share or they were afraid to share, it's just that they didn't look like they already belong and I sort of resonated mm. with their behaviors and just little things that I noticed because, every time I would attend it's the same exact people that would share their stories. And there, I feel like there were a chance for other people to share theirs as well, but there were restrictions on their end, whether it be because, you know, it was, they were taught not to say anything or, you know, just trauma related issues, right. Or mental related yeah. issues where you feel like you're repressed and you don't really want to share what you're going through because you don't trust the people that that's, um, that's in the meeting and why would you right you're in the room with a bunch of strangers and so it's really about comfort and um it's just really a safe space for me to even share my truth or to be vulnerable so I think that 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 yes yes so so I think that that observation that prime observation kind of like stick with me and I also um experienced Uh, a death in the room. And by that, I mean, the person that was in charge of signing my meeting forms passed away. And I didn't know him personally. And it just, it felt like it was, it was causing me, it was triggering me to, to relapse almost. Okay, But I, you know, I stick, uh, I stick with the program. And I kind of also at the same time reassess, is this the best way forward for me to truly manage my sobriety. Um, and yeah. that's when I was introduced to a non-denominational church by a good friend of mine who at the time was also, was also my employer, Laura Salmon okay. of Wax um, in the City. And, um, it kind of gave me a sort of like a trajectory to, um, get into like the, to get busy, honestly. Like I, I just like ended up working. I was um, I started the thing yoga. So there was like the fitness aspect and then, uh, kind of touch, kind of touch up on my spirituality. Um, and yeah. eventually I got re-baptized and in, in, in Christian church, um, a year into like sobriety. So, oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. There, there was a lot of, like, there was a lot of transitions and this is something that I don't really share, uh, that people doesn't really know about my experience and my story is that prior to yeah. me actually quitting uh, drinking, I also stopped smoking in the same year. So I was, I was smoking cigarettes for seven years and quit that in February. And then I quit drinking in June. So wow. I did a lot of like shift in yeah. 2017 that definitely cop- catapulted to, I mean, where I am now. So I'm super grateful for for those decisions that yeah. I made. They were they were definitely hard decisions.
0: I wanna talk about like the difference, like what you found in like the church kind of program that you found you were like mm-hmm. lacking in, in maybe the AA program. Could you describe a little bit more of that in detail?
1: Um, I, I think that it, it was different because, well, I guess for one, I mean, I didn't have to like really personally share my story. Um, okay. I felt like, you know, with when you go to church, you're speaking to like, I don't know, your higher power and your higher spirit and okay. you have the, you, ha- you there's a community and it, 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 it was different. It was totally different with me. And it's not, I'm not saying that I was, you know, I was, I was a church girl that I became a church girl. It was just, um, right. it was an intuition thing in general that I had to follow um, where I felt like, I didn't really think that AA was not, it wasn't a clear cut, you know, it wasn't a clear cut, like a no for me. It's just like at the time when I experienced what I experienced with, um, the death of a friend and relocating actually from, um, I was attending the room in Maryland and I was now transitioning to move to Virginia. So I just had to find other avenues to try to manage my sobriety. And, um, when I moved to um, a different state is I found this church and I found a yoga studio and then I found a work that I love and, you know, new goals, new motives, new intentions. Right. And I lost friends that I used to um, hang around with on a regular basis that would pretty much not really support, you know, the direction that I was going, meaning like, you know, I was definitely serious about going sober and, um right. Managing, you know, managing panic attacks and like anxieties and PTSD, but I felt like they were they they they. I don't know. It's just like it was it was an it was an automatic shift. Like I saw, I saw who I needed to be with and what I needed to do in order to solidify my my recovery. And oh. it was you know it was choosing from one group of people to another. One yeah. you know, yeah. And that's yeah, yeah. really so hard. Not, It wasn't just a, It was. It is. It was. It was yeah. really hard. Like it's so interesting. Like, um, um, you know, I was, I was also a, a victim of domestic violence, and you know, yeah. the reason I was able to stop smoking cigarettes and the last time I smoked a cigarette was at a, um, a, a, a courthouse, and I saw the the partner, the, the partner then walking across the lawn, and that's when I took the last puff of a uh, cigarette, and then when I yeah. put it out, that was it for me. I associate that moment um, as sort of like the end of that era, of the relationship and that habit that was associated with that relationship. So it was a lot of like mental wow. shift. It's, I don't, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it worked for me. That's how it worked for me and that's how my yeah. mental institution is made. So I'm just glad that I'm able to kind of make those decisions and be certain about it and, yeah it was yeah. um it was hard, but it was a uh, it was necessary
0: definitely it's but it's Mm-mm. so hard like mm-hmm. when you're in it, like I know you know now it's probably been a a couple of years, right like but in in the heat of the moment, it's so you mm-hmm. know we're laser focused and like connections and trying to belong somewhere and trying to find mm-hmm. like minded people it can get really discouraging. And I, and I completely understand that, but like, like you said, just how you described, like your tone of voice totally changed Mm -hmm. when you were describing like places that you felt like comfortable and that you felt like home and that you felt, um, accepted in like your, your tone of voice just like completely changed. Like you got excited, like you, it was just Mm -hmm. a complete shift. And I think, you know, so often we stay in either friendships or relationships, or we try and fit in with like certain groups of people where it's like, you know, it's sticky. There's a little friction. Like maybe it doesn't like fit, right? Like, how, like, mm-hmm. but we try and make it work because the maybe the other option of that is really scary, right? Like what if we leave like a certain group like AA and we mm-hmm. don't find what we're looking for or we don't find like another group of friends right away. It's, it's really yeah. scary to find, like to really get, get out it there. And, and that's really cool that you yeah, and I think, realize um, that.
1: Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people are stuck in this cycle of, you know, recovery and relapsing and recovery and relaxing because mm. it's, it's hard to make ourselves, feel comfortable being uncomfortable sure. but that's that's exactly what I did like almost like like cyclic like in, in a cycle repeated cycle was keeping myself uncomfortable like you know and every single like you know month three months you know four months there was always um, there was always like profound like changes and mm-hmm. I kind of said, like you know, I, I was just I wasn't like setting goals or anything like that, mm-hmm. honestly. And I, I read a lot, you know, like I know that they said that the name of binge came from like me binge like uh, binge watching Netflix shows, but it was yeah. more it's it was deeper than that. It was deeper than that because I I'm I have a very very conventional and abstract abstracted like you know way of thinking. So mm-hmm. when I would, for example. Um, watch the shows like Mad Men or like you know the the Queen's Gambit, right? Mm-hmm. I would have epiphanies um, and conceptual thinking as far as like advertising that I'm now able to actually apply at binge. You know, like the mm-hmm. things that I would like. Picking up from those shows. So it yeah. was just really like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not superficial, like because nothing, nothing and nothing about sobriety and nothing about re- re- recovery is superficial. This is deep work right. and like whatever, whatever avenues I could get a grasp on, whether it's an article that I was reading about how it takes a year for alcohol to like dissolve from your brain. Like I was in that made, I read that article and it like, you know, I, it, after a year of me counting, Like, okay, I've been sober for one month. I've been sober for two months. Like once I passed 12 months, my brain already remembers that article and it would do that shift again. I was like, okay, I don't have to count anymore. You know what I'm saying? It was like, that's just how I like really thought about and went about things to try to manage my sobriety without trying to go into the rooms. And
0: Right. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V I B E Gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG
1: for 10% off there's, you know, there's a lot of women um, who's also shared their experience in the rooms where it can get very uncomfortable also, because, Mm -hmm. you know, there, there are a lot more male um, uh, members that attend these meetings. And sometimes there's like, there's that tension, you know what I'm saying? Like that, Mm -hmm. you you feel like, like people are crossing boundaries, and you're really uncomfortable. Like, you know, I want to come here for a meeting and be and feel like I'm in a safe space. But if you're sure. trying to, like, take me on a date or, like, you know, um, I don't know. Yeah, like, pick <laughs> um, you up. <laughs> on me. Right, pick me yeah. out. It's like, that's not the purpose of why I am here. And you're supposed to be someone that sure. I'm, you know, supposed to be looking up, like, looking up to. Like, it was just a lot. It was just a lot. Yeah. So for me, it was really just about um, creating a program that works for me on how I can become sober <laughs> and sticking with it <laughs> yeah
0: and I love that that's like that's really brave it takes it takes a lot of work and it takes most importantly time to even figure out the pieces right of like what you need and what is going to help you along your journey
1: mm-hmm. yeah I love there, that there's definitely a lot of those Thank
0: you. You also mentioned Mm. getting comfortable in the uncomfortable. I say this all the
1: time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How do you personally like soothe yourself or try and like weather the storm when things because it's life, right? Things are going to get uncomfortable, mm -hmm. regardless if you're drinking or not. It just happens. How do you personally navigate those
1: situations when you're uncomfortable? Um, I, well, in my very own nature, like, you know, I would either, uh, isolate number one, or I would meditate. (laughs) Okay. Um, so you need time alone. I, um, I need time alone. I need, I actually process, like, I know I, I like, I like being alone and I'm comfortable being alone. Okay. And, um, I, I, I felt like I did a lot of like elevating and like, um, you know progress in my own recovery because I was comfortable just being alone and like you know mm. sitting with my thoughts and um speaking to my higher power whether that be medicaid uh meditation or um taking reiki classes so I can like you know deepen my spiritual understanding um of mm. like not just people and like you know energy pretty much right um yeah. and then I would travel alone also and when I would go to these travels, like I would focus more on like, you know, like when, when people travel and when they travel with friends, like all you want to do is like, I don't know, go out to like drink or eat and this and that and the third. But no, right. I actually, um, I was focusing more on like my spiritual practice, whether that be mindful walking or like, you know, getting scuba certification so I can have a new way of like learning, like, you know, on, on another part of like you know, I, I wanted to feel small so I can feel how large the world is when I scuba dive, right because mm. you're there under the ocean wow. so another spirit I, I found that yeah I, I found that another uh, that's a, that's another outlet for me where I feel like um I I appreciate the journey more of like recovery because you are small when you're down there you're like you're vulnerable when you're down there yeah so, very yeah and then um with, with friends of mine that are in the industry, um, who are either drinking or sober. Like, you know, I found out when I became sober that there's so many bar owners or restaurant owners that are sober, bartenders that are sober. Um, mm-hmm. what is it? Yeah, bouncers that are sober. So it's interesting to, to, to feel that. I I actually had these people around me. Um, I just didn't realize it because I was drinking, but now I can appreciate the work that they do uh, when I would still come out and support and once again, make myself uncomfortable and, you know, still, still go out to these bars, still support my friends and still like, you know, still be social at at a very small capacity, but I would be alone. I would not really be, you know, I would, I would be with some friends to go to dinner, but like, if I feel just I wanted to listen to music, I would just yeah. still, I would still go to that same spot that I would go to when I used to drink and just find, like, you know, a little comfortable spot in the, in the corner and just people watch and, like, listen to music and, like, you know, yeah. um, catch up with my friends. And those little experiences really is now the fruition of what people are going to be, you know, are, are, and what they're seeing at Binge. Like, right. you know, me multi- wearing multiple hats, like, you know, being a server, being the social media manager, um, being the bartender, like helping out in the kitchen. That's that's because I was able to see the people that I admired in the industry uh, doing their thing. And I learned from them, like in very, like, you know, like large and like smaller capacity. So, wow.
0: Um, I think that's really a important. Lot of, uh, it's really mm-hmm. important to figure out, you know, what uh first of all like what do you need when when things get like uncomfortable for you? Like do you mm-hmm. either need to go towards people or like yourself? Like do you mm-hmm. you know feel more comfortable being alone and and tending to your own thoughts? I think that's really yeah. a really pivotal kind of moment, like just really understanding what you need when you get uncomfortable. First and foremost, yes, yeah, and yes. like then um, the magic happens.
1: It does. It really does. I think that's um, that's what's missing in a lot of um, in a lot of. Um, well, I guess not what what's missing, but there's a lack of understanding. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lack in you know deeper um, educational of this 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 movement and this sobriety that we all need to start talking about. Right. Like you don't necessarily always have to have and because I'm a prime example of this. Like I didn't I didn't I I, I'm not sober right now because I went through meetings. Um, You really have to figure out your inner workings and what you're in what you want your inner world to look like in order to. Yeah, to to kind of like survive <laughs> and face over because there's just really not one clear cut way. And at the time I was like, yeah. okay, do I feel like, you know, it's just like, you know, I, I, I felt almost like um ashamed or like guilty that I wasn't attending AA meetings. Like, you know, am I doing something bad? And then I met same. people like, you know, Laura, same. yeah. I met people like Laura Silverman and like, I met all these other people that like, Oh, okay. Like yeah. they, 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 they went through the same exact blueprint that I did. Then this is this is great. Like, you know, I no longer feel like I have to belong in a statistic that is um, Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'm not saying sure. anything bad about the program. It's just that it was not mm-hmm. for me. And totally. I just had to be, yeah, I had to be. And not a lot of people understand that, like, obviously, they they, they don't. They, it's just, I, I can't explain it, because every experience is different, right? But like, I yeah. wish more and more people would understand that that's not the only way. And there are people that are willing to give you the resources and willing to give you all of this information and how you can potentially figure out what works for you. Totally. Um,
0: I think you said it perfectly. You know, this isn't a one-size-fits-all, you know, solution.
1: Yeah. You know, you really have to
0: get in touch with yourself. And, like, you know, getting sober doesn't just happen overnight. I think that's also, you know, a huge like myth. Like, okay, you just stop drinking and that's it. Then everything's going to change. Like, you don't have to do anything. Just put put the bottle down. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like it's like when people like fantasize about getting married, right? It's like, oh my god, we're gonna get married right. and we're gonna live happily ever after, and the movie's over. Um, no, <laughs> that's when the actual shit hits the fan that's when the actual mm-hmm. works st- like begins, right? Like you stop drinking. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now we can get into the real
1: fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. The real. Exactly. Work. Yeah. yeah. And people, and it's funny because like when you say fun stuff and when you say real work, people get to like, like when they, when they, when they're realizing and when they're feeling, cause like, you know, the alcohol is now like wearing out and then the, the, the 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 drugs is now wearing out. It's like you you now have to deal with the real stuff, the real yeah. you, the vulnerability, the emotions. And you're thinking, no, I don't like this. I don't like this. But like honestly, that shit is fun. Like, you know yes. what I'm saying? Like it was it was fun for me to figure out this is this hurt I, I, I'm not saying I have a high tolerance for pain. But every right. time I overcome those like really, really heavy emotions I'm over, I'm, I'm, I'm using the same technique and I'm using the same processing that, 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 that I used to do early sobriety now that I'm handling big stuff with this business and with this concept, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm still going through those same like issues and those same problems. It's just like different, different layers and different levels. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, I used to, I used to handle this on my own. Like, you know, like I used to, for example, I built binge Um, and I, you know, through, through the build out it was just me now I'm working with a team. So I'm different, I'm, I'm working with different like mechanics of people and their behaviors and their skills that, and like, you know, their passion and the passion that they're seeing for this concept. And it's, that's a, that's a game changer for me. Like it keeps me up at night because like this people (laughs) really want to be a part of this concept. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, you know, they're switching their careers. Um, right. for binge, like, it's not, it's not, they're not doing it for me. They're doing it for binge for the concept. And it's, right. it's really bigger than me and it's bigger than us. Like, you know, so I'm just, it makes me like super happy and like emotional because
0: yeah,
1: you know, I did, I did all that work for this. And Yeah. So, yeah.
0: That's huge. <laughs> and it how,
1: huge. it's huge.
0: How has the experience been, you know, as kind of like a solo person and now having like this team behind you, can you explain how, how that feels and the dynamics, like the, the difference it is?
1: It's super, it's super, um, it's super honest and super transparent. Like, you know, we have an open communication every time they see me in my most realist, like, you know, rawest form. And I'm not, I, I don't back down. I don't hold back. Um, I switch my tones when I need to. But um, I just like tell them that it's coming from a place of love and it's coming for, from a place of passion because we're here to like really save people's lives. And yeah. Yeah. And I just need them to understand that. And they do. And, you know, they, yeah. they want to be a part of it. And the fact that they, are giving me this like they're matching the energy, yeah. and people are naturally um, attracted to it because they see it. They you know the people the people that come here and our patrons have yeah. nothing but good things to say because it's it's really happening and it's really here and it's you know in in BC and that's huge. So yeah. it's not it's it's for me it's not really about being the first non alcoholic bar. Honestly, yeah. I hope a lot more people would like venture into this space.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So tell me about <laughs> um, why you decided to. I'm so
1: sorry, Jessica. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I didn't mean to be so emotional. It's oh like, my gosh, it's, it's a lot. Don't heavy good stuff.
0: Don't ever apologize for being emotional, ever. Yeah. This is, this is great. I love, I can totally feel your energy and like your passion behind this. And it is, it's, it's very emotional. This whole movement and having people find their place in the world is a big deal. And that's totally, totally valid to be emotional about it. Don't ever apologize for that. (laughs) So uh, tell Um, me about how, how the concept like came to be, like how,
1: like when, how did you get the ball rolling on Binge Bar? Oh gosh. Um, so, um, I've, I've pretty much mentioned this, um, quite a few in a lot of my interviews and like press releases, but um, I think it was really, you know, like the intuitive nudges and like the universe, like mm-hmm. guiding me through the way, because like, you know, your higher power, if you believe in it, it will work with you and it works, it will work for you. And it will like really pave the way for you. So um, once again, it was, you know, that article that I read about Chris Marshall at a Southwest magazine airline, um, yeah. that I kind of just kept in my memory bank. And when this space became available, and um the landlord was my same employer um and they were like you know they, and and I was in charge of their staffing and i was in charge of their recruiting um program when i used to work for them so they asked me if i knew somebody that would be um interested in renting the space or if i was ready to um to to take on um my own entrepreneurial journey and i just went back to that article like that there was really you know, it. I just had to follow my intuition and God was telling me this was the path to go. And so I got my business license in 2020, um, mm-hmm. got the place underpin construction and all that stuff. It was, it was, it was, it was a lot of like inner child work too, because like, mm. at up to like, up until that point, I'd never really done a vision board before. So, okay. but like, you know, but growing up, I would like, you know, I had classes like home economics where we would sketch and like, cut up like, um like I was always I've been a fan. like you know I love interior design and stuff like that so I was just cutting up pieces from magazine and wrote down okay um I want to open a non-alcoholic bar and uh, during this time it was just a bar and I had Mm -hmm. a friend that was um in real estate who I showed the space to and he was like gg like you know this space could really be an event space also so why don't you add that into like you know your concept, I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. But okay. it's not because I have, yeah, I had, a, you know, I don't have a large background in um, events and marketing. But I just thought it made sense. And then when yeah. I met the, um, a chef through a good friend of mine um, who has fifty-six years in experience working for Marriott, and said, "Well, you like Filipino food, and why don't you add like you know uh, a Filipino bistro twist into there?" to 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 your offerings and I said all right let's do it so I was just really open to wow ideas and trusted their um and trusted their advice and their opinion because they know the work that I have been doing prior so it, it's just um it was just a matter of like knowing who your real friends are number one and knowing yeah. um that. They, they believe um, and they support you like through and through. And so, yeah. Um, and, you know, my sous chef and my bartender who just walked into the space, he found me, uh, he reached out to me and so did my head of events and uh, marketing MB. So I seem to just easily attract the people that want to be a part of this project without me having to look for, to, to like, you know, really yeah look for the talent um, and do the groundwork. So Um, it's just a matter of like, you know, does the energy work? Is there chemistry? Do we, you know, does our values align? And now we're, you know, we're, we're making things happen and we're excited to get the ball rolling, um, uh, for binge to to serve the community.
0: That's amazing.
1: Like literally you just
0: have this vision and all these like little pieces just fell into your lap. Mhm that's
1: incredible. yeah but that, but that is i feel like but i I feel like that is the that is the, the that's the reward that you right. get yep. once you stick to once you stick to your recovery and to your program and all those you know all those years of like questioning and doubting and apologizing right for mm. for having like heavy emotions and like you know, crying in fetal position, um, and all that, like, it, it, it's all it was leading up to this. So it was it's yeah. worth it, you know, but like, there's more, there's more to go, we're just, we're just touching the surface. Yeah. And there's always opportunities, there's events, there's collaboration that are being presented our way that was never really part of this, concept initially but there's the opportunity for it so it's i'm I'm excited i'm excited to see where it leads not just for me not just for me and for my team honestly i told them like look you're not you're not just servers you're not just bartenders like use this space and capitalize and use it to 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 expand yourself and who you want to become like as a separate entity Right. Like, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, it's not just about, you know, building a non-alcoholic bar and event space or a Filipino bistro. Like it's could honestly, we're, we're, we're just an opportunity for us to consult to other businesses and other, um, potential, um, restaurant owners about how they can expand their offerings and to like, you know, to, to offer more, like to expand their non-alcoholic options. So why wouldn't we do that? Right. Um, so
0: yeah i mean in in reality it all helps everyone right like just
1: growing this
0: movement and growing you know the non-alcoholic space and events and and uh products it Mm -hmm. we all benefit from it everyone benefits we really
1: do yeah i agree i agree i love that i like the unfolding of it yeah Definitely.
0: So, Virgie, what can we uh,
1: expect when we come to Binge Bar? Well, you can, ex- I mean, it's, it's super great energy. Um, it's, it's different, you know, the you don't have to talk over the music because it's going to be at a decent like volume. Um, okay. There's a lot of sensorial, um, you know, sectorial experience and not just the drinks and not just the food, but like the connections, the people that are here. Um it, it's um it's it's a I, I can't even really explain it. You know, I just I just smile every single time. Like we had the youngest patron come in here over the weekend. She was six years old and yeah. I had my um paint palm party like uh pieces uh, a canvas where like people have like put their home handprints and like she was tracing that the little, yeah. little, little things that you, that, that, that I observe or like, you know, being a one of our new talent who is um, a server at his other employee is here wanting to be a mixology and like, you know, doing flying drinks behind a bar. So that the eagerness to learn and just uh, the community the community Mm -hmm. feel of it all um is what to be expected the food is delicious the drinks that we're making is not sweet Apart from it actually i'm very mindful of you know the brands that we carry and um no offense to the larger brands that have established our names in the city uh but you know we really want to focus on um, introducing more local startup brands, women-owned, local-owned, family-owned. Um, mm-hmm. We are actually, and you, you get to hear this first, um, I introduced this briefly back in October when I uh, launched a capsule collection called I Am Sober. It's a t-shirt line. Um, okay. uh, we're partnering with a Black-owned, local-owned family, um, and we will eventually start, serve their coffee and teas here. So it's Blue's. Coffee and Tea, founded by Stephen and Barbara Jumper, and they've lived in you know in the city for many many years. they they have like you know a very very um, strong um, and rooted, not influence, but like you know this is this is this is Washington D.C. and we want to partner mm-hmm. with those type of folks and we want to open the space for people to work here in the morning um, and have their coffee and telework and do all that fun stuff and then transition into a more, like, you know, um, a more like a up-tempo vibe of non-alcoholic drinks and Filipino uh, bites towards the afternoon and towards the evening. Uh, we did a karaoke night, like I said, uh, we're doing yeah. open mic night and all that good stuff, so. But I think um, just the space itself, it, it has a lot of, like, you know, it has a lot of character, it has a lot of depth and yeah. um it just hugs you the minute you like that foot so Aww, set foot i love pies. that yeah That's
0: so yeah, sweet
1: yeah. and you know <laughs> yeah it's uh, i mean like i think um they can tell the, i mean like, all the all the labor that i've done personally like you know bringing this space together i get to like now share with everyone so when you yeah. come here it you really truly feel that like it's it's, it's amazing and then the people that work for me, it also mirrors that and yeah. um, are putting in their like, you know, best foot forward and making sure that um, that everyone feels welcome. Mm-hmm. That's my tagline, you know, it's come as you are. So it's, it's super cool.
0: That's so incredible. And now Virgie, where can mm-hmm. people find binge bar? Like, where are you located? And then where can we find you online as well?
1: Yeah. So our website is currently, um, being produced right now. You can find us bench or you can find Bench bar on 506 H street, Northeast and the lower level. Um, we are one of the lowest points in, um, Northeast DC and you will feel it because it's very cavernous and very grounding. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's, um, you can you can make your reservations by calling us at 202-918-7997. And most of the time I'll probably be the person on the other side. And um, our Instagram handle is binge bar DC. Fantastic.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Virgie, thank you so much for sharing your experience and your knowledge with us. And anyone who is in the DC area or taking a trip to DC, gotta check out Binge <laughs>
1: Bar for sure. Yes, please. Yes, thank you so thank you much. So much for having me. Of course, anytime. And I look forward to having you here anytime you're in the city. I'm a big fan. I follow your work, and I'm so uh, thank you for you know your constant motivation and inspiration to the movement. Like I appreciate you. Oh, thank either. you. Thanks
0: so yeah. much. Yeah. How incredibly sweet is Virgie? I love that she gets emotional about this. This is emotional. This changing your relationship with alcohol is so much more than just stopping consuming a substance. It has legs. It goes deeper. As always, thank you for your love and support. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love to hear your feedback about the podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide and head to asobergirlsguide.com. We have tips and tricks to help you at any stage of your booze-free journey. We got your back, girl. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.